Respect. It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to GoArmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army. To promote my new flower shop, I had one place print my business cards, another print my brochures, and a third, my signs. Now my roses aren't red, my violets aren't blue, my geraniums look dead, and I don't know what to do. Staples can help your business stand out with signs, banners, and brochures that are a true reflection of your company. And now at Staples, spend $50 or more on print and marketing services and get $5 off your next in-store purchase. Now my business is blossoming, and I'm spending less green. Exclusions apply, in-store only, and 6 18 This podcast is for mature adults and may contain explicit language. The members of this podcast opinions are solely based on their experiences, interactions, and life situations. It does not reflect the views of everyone. Viewer discretion is advised. What is up? It's hump day. This is your girl legit and the topic queen is here as well. You are tuning into Lee peeped it with the topic queen. Before we kick things off first order of business, we would like to apologize for the hiatus. So please don't get used to this. We had some personal matters that we had to tend to, but all that matters is we are back. So let's get cracking here. Topic queen has some juice, some tea. She's been out here peeping. So hello, everybody. It's good to be back. Um, as always, I want to uh, let you guys know how you can get in contact with us on social media and through email. Um, we peeped it first at gmail.com. Um, we peeped it first is our, also our Twitter handle. The first being the number one, um, Lee's Twitter handle is, um, peep the one and only Lee. Um, and my Twitter handle is the topic queen D a as, um, the substitute for the, and my Instagram account is also the same. And the different ways you can listen to us is on SoundCloud and YouTube. If you type in Lee peeped it with the topic queen, we should pop up on both platforms. Yes. And don't be afraid to hit us up on our joint Twitter account, which is we peeped it first. You can hit us up anytime on there on Twitter as well. We'll try to use that account more often. Now, the first segment, the first thing we want to get into here is all these Texas bombings that's been happening. Houston, we have a problem. So the problem is all of these bombings that's been occurring in Texas is really scary. And it seems like nothing is safe, you know, these days. And my suggestion, you know, for this is make sure y'all are confirming with someone that they sent you a package first, you know, before you're picking it up. Because shit, my question is, how are they going to regulate this shit from continuing to happen, you know, moving forward? You know, apparently, you know, this these packages weren't even coming through the mail. They were just getting dropped off at people's, you know, front porch. And apparently it was just one person and you know, they caught the person and he ended up, you know, blowing himself up in his car once he was aware that authorities had a lead on him. But people out here get ideas. You know, he was one person. That doesn't mean that someone else isn't going to do the same thing. There were five explosions in 18 days, according to ABC News. And 
you know, part of the reason I, I blame movies for some of this shit. You know, that sounds like shit that you hear in a movie. But this was real ass life. That's crazy. Um, yeah, you know, it, it is really crazy. If you really think about it, five explosions in 18 days. And in the beginning, I think people really thought that it was mostly racially motivated. Just off the simple fact, the first two bombings, I believe, was uh, two black males. One was a, a boy and one was an, a, a man, an older man. Um, and it blew up on them. And then I guess the next time that there was a bombing or maybe, I don't know if it was the third or the fourth bombing, it was some... Um, People that were riding a bike, I don't know if they were riding a bike or if they were walking along the side of their bike, but they were out for a bike ride and they tripped a trip wire and it blew up. I don't even know if they said that was the same thing, if it was even connected, but I know that they saw this guy um, going into the FedEx building and dropping off the package. That was the explosion that happened in the actual FedEx building. So, you know, do you think that this was racially motivated since the first two packages went off and it killed two black males? You know, that's a good question. We're going to have to find out, you know, what the ethnicity was for a majority of the victims. It does kind of take me back to the time during the civil rights era when incidents like this occurred, you know, a lot. You know, it was a recurring pattern. Um, for example, some of you guys might not, might not know this history, but it was the Birmingham church bombing, which occurred on uh, September 15th. 1963 when a bomb exploded you know before a sunday morning service at the 16th street baptist church in birmingham alabama and it was a church with majority black members and you know this is a place where they came and it served as a meeting place uh, for a lot of civil rights leaders and so four young girls were killed and many other people were injured and the outrage over this incident and the violent clash between protesters and police that followed helped draw national attention to the hard-fought, often dangerous struggle for civil rights for African-Americans. So, you know, it could very much well so be um, a racial thing, I think, maybe. I mean, they really haven't talked about um, any type of motives that this gentleman had on why he decided he wanted to blow things up. But from my knowledge, he was only, what, 24 years old? Yes. So I, I really wonder what... What happened to make him feel like he had to go around um, setting these bombs off? It just is, it's insane. Um, and then you had mentioned earlier when you were talking about this subject about, you know, are movies and video games to blame? I mean, I don't know. I kind of ride the fence on this because I remember back in the 90s when they were saying where a young kid um ended up killing and shooting someone he said he was listening to tupac's music and his music is the reason why he shot the person and i remember feeling back then that you know that's artistic expression and is that really fair to put that on the artist that someone takes matters into their own hand and besides decides to become a vigilante and i think about people that people have been murdering people since the beginning of time before there was motion pictures before there was music before there was video games so do you think it's worse now because of the video games because i don't know if you can necessarily blame violence on movies and video games when people were violent well before we had movies and video games so do you think it intensifies it because of how realistic the video games and the movies are today well, you make a good well, you make a good point there about um, you know Tupac and not being his reasoning. But I was I would kind of just blame that on ignorance and not really understanding the message behind you know Tupac's music. If you really understand the content that you know is coming from his music, he's not talking about being a gangster and he's not being a thug. You know, some people 
seems to have this impression about Tupac that he was some type of thug. But if you really carefully listen to his lyrics, there was a bigger, bigger message behind what he was talking about. So I would blame that on just not having enough knowledge and not being educated enough to really understand. Now, as far as movies and video games go, to, to an extent, I think movies and video games are partially to blame, not fully. And I also think it correlates to, you know, men- mental health as well, because just think young kids are introduced to video games at a very young age. And the majority of the content in the video games are violent from derogatory language, racial slurs, sex, and of course, weapons. So not everybody, but some people are socially out of tune with the rest of the world that they don't know how to properly communicate and their problem solving skills are lacking, which causes them to lash out. In my opinion, you know, they don't know any better and they were not taught. And for some individuals, video games are their resources. That's who they turn to in seeking guidance. Now, this obviously isn't an issue for everyone, because like I said, I know plenty of adults that still play video games. And of course, they don't act in this manner. But I also think, too, we have to take into consideration parenting. I think mm-hmm. a lot of people, I mean, I, when we were a kid, my parents didn't throw us in front of a TV screen all the time. And we have a lot of mm-hmm. parents that have nowadays thrown their kid in front of some type of screen, whether it be a tablet or a computer or a TV. And that is their sense of entertainment, maybe even babysitting at some points. There's kids always in front of a TV. You don't really see kids going outside and playing anymore and I think that hurts the 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 brain as far as what is reality and what is play because if you're always in this virtual reality of being on TV and seeing things blow up and seeing people be okay and survive from it, it I think maybe it can taint what you your perception on what's reality and what's fake but then again I put that on the parents I don't really put that on video games Mm -hmm. and movies because they had violent video games and violent movies when I was a kid but I know what was reality and what isn't so I sometimes I feel like people use it as an escape a scapegoat because there's so many people that watch these same movies watch these same video games and or play these same videos and don't have those issues so mental health may play an issue in it some kids shouldn't be exposed to those things but I think that's a parent's decision because these video games come out with rankings on them for mature right. audience for PG-13 for whatever and if you're a parent and your kid's seven years old and you're letting him play Call of Duty that's a parent thing. Like, that's something that you should say, no, his mind is not developed enough to be playing this particular game. He needs to, I mean, he needs to wait until he's a little older to be able to play that video game. But if he wants to play, you know, um, what are the kids all into the Pokemon Go mm-hmm. and all these other things that, that were out there, then that was okay. But I think that it, it goes to parenting to me because everything has a sticker on it now. You know if it's appropriate for the child of your age and if you're still giving them the right to go and play those things and I blame that on the parent. Stop pushing your kids in front of TVs and have them go outside and play instead of sitting them in front of a TV and letting that raise your child. There's too many people out there that are letting the TV and video games raise their child and they don't know what is real and what is fake. So to me as a whole, I don't play video games or or movies. I blame parents. Be a better parent. Be more involved in what's going on in your children's lives. Right. I agree um, to an extent, Um, but if you're not parenting your kid, they're just going to sit there in front of that TV and do whatever and think that, you know, the shit that happens on the video screen or whatever is okay to go out and do in real life if you're not going to parent 
you know, your child. And that seems to be a case with a lot of these kids these days. You know, no parenting, so they think they can just go out and run the streets and do whatever. <laughs> and I think that has a lot to do with, um, you know, kids raising kids. Right. You know what I mean? You have grandmothers that are 35 now instead of in their 60s or 70s. It's it's insane. So, um, so we talked about video games, okay? And then another thing that I think of too that I think I find very ironic in situations like this when we have domestic violence happening on our homeland, how come they never call these people domestic terrorists? I mean, this dude was setting off bombs. What else do you need to be a terrorist? Does it mean you have to be Muslim in order to be a terrorist? Is that what they're telling us? Because they never label these people as terrorists. And the one thing that's a common denominator and all that is that they're all young white men. But they will not call these people terrorists what they are. Why is that? Right. And, you know, I think a normal person on the outside looking in obviously knows what a terrorist is, but we should be posing that question to America, right? Because there seems to be a confusion about what a terrorist is. Like, you have to meet some qualification to be a terrorist, which is ridiculous in my opinion. You know, if you attempt murder or you murder someone, in my eyes, you are a terrorist. So, I, you know, I think about the Bible when it comes to this, right? Because no sin is worse than another, according to the Bible. Yeah, we know, of course, committing adultery is not as bad as killing someone. But in the good old book, a sin is a sin. So, you know, it doesn't matter the level of a of severity of what has occurred. So why don't we have that mentality when it comes to terrorism? And I think of the KKK as an example. They're labeled as a hate group. Yeah, and they're the, on the longest standing hate group that they... that is around. I mean, mm-hmm. they consider the Black Panthers an, a hate group and they just demolished the Black Panthers as soon as they possibly could. And it wasn't even because they had guns or this or that or the other. It's really because of the message that they had. They were influencing minds and they didn't right. want black people to get together and start listening to what these leaders were saying about making black people better and, and getting things out of our community. They, they didn't want that. They wanted us to still be in some type of slavery at, you know, on some level. And so it just, it's just interesting to me that they have not called this what it is. It's domestic terrorism. Right. And you don't need to be Muslim or from another country or somewhere else to be a terrorist. And I think there's a lot of people out there that are ignorant and think, oh, he's not a terrorist. You know, he's just a sick, you know, American that needs help. No, he's a domestic terrorist. You can't go around putting bombs on people's door, delivering bombs and packages and blowing people up for no God awful reason. And then not have the label terrorist slapped on you. I don't, I don't see how, how that's okay. Just the same thing with these mass murders that are in school, that these young guys that are going into these schools and shooting up schools, you're, you are a mass murderer period. There's no other way around that. You killed masses of people for literally no reason. So I don't know why it's okay to label these kids as mass murderers, but you're not okay to label this person that's setting off bombs across America domestic terrorists. That's crazy to me. 18 days of terror in the city of Austin. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine half a, more over half a month living in fear, not knowing if the package that's coming to your door is going to blow up or not? Does it, yeah. Do you just stop ordering packages at that point right. because you just don't know what you're going to get? Mm-hmm. Like, that's scary. That's, I mean, that's really, really scary. And so that just leads me back into the mental health part. 
you know, does mental health play a big part in what's going on with this domestic terrorism, with these mass shootings that are happening at these schools? You know, what can we do when it comes to that? I think mental health is a big, big role in why these people do the things that they're doing because it doesn't make sense to the common person. Right. You know, I think it is a mental health thing, but at the same time, it's a racial thing. Because how many times have we seen, you know, a white man blow up people's houses, you know, conduct senseless acts of violence, and they label him as having a mental health problem. But if a black man or another man of, you know, color was to commit the same crime, he's a thug, you know, he's a gangster, he's violent, he's a terrorist. But they don't want to ever mention anything about maybe they them having mental health issues. So I do think mental health plays a significant role, but it's a double standard. You can't be like, oh, yeah, this this white man has, you know, an issue. But uh, this black man, no, he doesn't have a problem. So I think um, it I think mental health plays a significant role. But I also think that. um you know, some people have a hard time dealing with their mental health problems as well, and they don't know how to cope with it, which is why they resort to these issues. And I think um, mental health in this country is not taken seriously. Um, I think certain people don't have the right resources. Sometimes people are in denial about, you know, their mental health, or they're afraid and they don't want to seek help. And I also think that, you know, when people, you know, are on medication, they're either slacking on their medication, or sometimes in certain situations, medication can also drive people into, um, you know, a disturbed state as well. So I think a lot of factors play into this. Yeah, I I think mental health is a a big reason why we have some of the issues that we have, along with our gun laws. I think um, (laughs) our gun laws are a a little bit ridiculous. And I think um, that people take, you know, the right to bear arms a little bit too far but we'll we'll get into that in a little bit but i do think that they really need to do something with mental health and they need to start taking mental health very very seriously a lot of people are out here undiagnosed right and they want to peddle all kind of drugs on tv for this that and the other but i don't think they take mental health seriously enough there's a lot of people out there that are suffering that really really need help Mm -hmm. and um to me this all started with the reagan era when he got rid of a lot of those social programs where people were getting the psychiatric help that they need there were convalescent homes for people that didn't have money to go live in assisting living facilities if they were older and didn't have family or didn't have the resources to take care of themselves at home. And when he got rid of all of those social programs, we've seen an uprise in homelessness and people with mental capacity issues. You see that everywhere now. We didn't see that a lot in the 80s and the 90s, but now that we're in a new millennial past 2000, the homelessness has gotten out of control. We see a lot more school shootings and bombings and all kinds of things. I mean, think about it. The whole 9-11 started in the new millennial. So it really, to me, it's just an effect of policies that have been passed in Congress over time. You get to see the effects of policies that are passed. Sometimes you don't see the effects of policies right away. A lot of times it takes 10 15, 20 years to see how those policies that were passed affect what happens today. And I really do think during the Reagan era and getting rid of all of those social programs is a reason why we're in the state we are in today when it comes to mental health. And there's a lot of people that are in politics that don't take mental health seriously enough and the aid is not there to really help these people be better. And if you, and I know sometimes a lot of people don't want to be on medication. I think a lot of times 
it's misdiagnosed. How many people in the 70s and the 80s were misdiagnosed with what they had going on, whether it's bipolar disorder or multiple personality disorder, or, you know, they were just labeled as schizophrenics. Everybody that has a mental issue is not a schizophrenic. So I think educating ourselves making sure that we have these social programs in place so that we can help people and make people better because you never know. I've had people that I've known with other issues besides mental health issues that ended up passing away because they couldn't afford the medication to help them contain the illness that they had to live with. So mental health is the same thing. You're basically watching these people die slowly without getting the help, the medication that they need. And so we're just supposed to sit here and watch these people basically die in front of our eyes because of capitalism, because of, uh, of money. You're pretty much saying that money is more important than people's lives. And I think that is the major part. We talk mental health. Yes. But the underlining dividing problem is that is social programs and money and who's going to take on that responsibility. Who's going to champion for the people that have mental health issues. Right. I agree. And then so what about, what do we think about, do we think that America as a whole is addicted to violence? We have the most killings, the most, all this stuff. And we have this amendment of the right to bear arms. Do I, I I think that there's a part of our culture that's really addicted to violence. And I think social media has a big part to play in that because you get over things so quickly. The news media is instant all the time, constantly going. And every hour on the hour, there's some other story that tops the last story that you just saw an hour ago. So are we addicted to violence? Are we numb as a country when it comes to violent things? Do we just get over things way too quickly? I mean, we just had a shooting in a high school about a month ago. And now a week or two later, we're dealing with bombings in Austin for 18 days straight. So, and did we really get over the shooting that happened in Florida before we moved on? Or Las Vegas? Did we, you know, did we really get over those things before the next big thing happens? And I think even now people are waiting, okay, what's, who's the next crazy person that's going to come out and do something outrageous? Right. I think we just get so used to this stuff happening, but you know, I think some individuals treat violence like it's, it's a sport, you know, it gives them an adrenaline rush and it's, it's scary. It's sad and it's scary. And it's, it's kind of like we've gotten used to this as a country because it happens so much. And it's kind of like, okay, we don't think our regulars are going to do anything about it. And now it's kind of just like, well, every man for itself, you always have to have your head on a swivel. Unfortunately, you know, it's sad. And I'm really not sure what it's going to take to help to help everyone understand that senseless violence is not the answer. You know, I think this country has dug up a deeper hole for themselves because, you know, what's going on with these senseless acts is it's not like some it's not something that some these people are doing on a fly. It's not something that they made up yesterday and they want to execute it today. A lot of these, you know, people committing these acts have had this shit planned for years or months you know they treat this like it's they they treat these killings like you know it's training camp they train for this type of stuff i mean from what time they're going to execute the killings to what facilities the killings are going to happen in the type of people they're trying to target is really scary it 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 is really scary and and how do you explain that to children going to school i mean in high school do we never had to worry about 
our school getting shot up or bombs or anything like that. I mean, the, the most things you were concerned about is stupid stuff that was happening at school amongst your peers. Now you have a whole added situation that people have to, on top of maybe, you know, earthquake and fire drills, now you have a whole nother drill that you have to add to academics of what happens if a school shooter comes through here. And it just is like, to me, I go back to what I was talking about before and I'm parenting. How can your kid have an arsenal of weapons and you don't know anything about it? Where is the kids getting this money? Where are they hiding their guns? They live in your... I, I, I don't understand that. I mean, I understand when I was in high school, my, my parents gave me my privacy, but to a certain extent. I think if I was collecting guns or collecting things for a bomb, my parents would freaking know. And so that's why I'm like, where are the parents in this situation? You know, these kids are not building these bombs in homes by themselves. They're not uh, collecting this arsenal of weapons on their own. So where are the parents in this situation? How are these parents completely shocked that their kid would do that? How are you not checking in with your kid on what's going on in school? You know, and I hate hearing on the news when they're like, oh, the person was a loner. They really kept them. I'm like, okay, and nobody checked in with them. It's the same MO for every single one of these shootings, for every single one of these bodies, um, bombings is, oh, the person was a recluse. You know, they really kept to themselves. This is so shocking. This is so surprising. I didn't know. Really? And then you talk to the kids at the school and they're like, well, yeah, once we find out who it is, it made sense that it was them. And I think that has to do with the way kids go to school these days. It's not the same as when we, you and I went to school. They take school home with them every day. It's not like what happens at school stays with school and I'll deal with them when I come back to school. They now take this shit home with them. So I think these bombings and shootings and stuff that happen in school, there's layers to it. It's a self-confidence thing. It's how you're getting treated by your peers. Are your parents checking in on you? Do you feel awkward and out of place when you're around other people? Is it mental illness? I mean, there's so many different layers to ask to why people go as far as they go um, and do the things that they do when it doesn't make sense to the regular common man. I think a lot of it has to do with feeling out of place and not no one coming in and checking in on you and making sure you're okay. How do your parents not, I mean, do you feel that way? Do you feel like if you were collecting an arsenal of guns or whatever, when you were in high school, at some point your parents would have found out. Right. I just don't see how my parents wouldn't have found out that I was collecting guns or deciding to buy a bomb or whatever. And I had my own job in high school, but I still think my parents were very tuned into what I was doing. They would have noticed a change in my attitude, my behavior, all of those things, and they would have checked in with me, like, what's going on? Something is off. Something is not right. So, I don't know. I think it's, like I like we said in the beginning of this, it's a layer of different issues on top of each other that create this mass bubble of destruction, and we got to do something about that, and I think a lot of it does have to do with race and mental illness, the country being addicted to violence, video games, movies. We are engulfed in violence 24 seven. So I think that as a whole, we, we as a society really need to think about what we're doing when it comes to violence. How are we introducing kids to violence? You know, what can we do to curve some of this violence that's going on? Do we need to have stricter gun laws? Because all the other countries that have stricter gun laws than us don't have half as many issues that we have. So do we need to restrict some of the weapons that people are allowed to buy? I don't know. I mean, they say that we have the right to bear arms, but what does that really mean? Right. Very much so. It's it's really scary out there. And like you said, 
we didn't really have to worry too much about this when we were in school. You know, school is really supposed to be a safe haven when you think of it, right? Because there's a lot of kids who come from troubled communities, and when they come to school, that's the, that's the place where they could get away from some of that stuff, and that's supposed to be the place where they feel protected. But it's hard to say in this day and age. Right, it really is. I, I, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard for these kids. I think going to high school these this day and age is a lot harder than it was when we were going to school. Just, I mean, we didn't have to think about someone blowing up the school and someone coming and shooting up the school. The biggest thing you had to think about was who was going to get in a fight at lunch. <laughs> right, and you know, <laughs> yeah, very true, very true. You know, a lot of fights, but. You also talked about, you know, how some of these kids felt like they were secluded from the rest of their classmates or, you know, they were a loner or, you know, they got made fun of or they were bullied. And that also goes back to parenting, too, and, you know, teaching respect, you know, and how you treat other people, you know. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, that goes back to parenting, but that also goes back to the classroom. You shouldn't be allowing other students in the classroom to blatantly disrespect another student and, you know, picking on a student and calling another student out like, you know, I don't stand for that type of stuff in the classroom. And so that's part of the reason why some of these students have certain issues. I remember being in school and certain students, you know, get bullied and stuff. And I would tell people, you know, like, you know, you better leave that person alone because, you you know, you never know what somebody could be capable of. (laughs) Yeah, you really don't know. I mean, how many times have we seen videos on social media, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter of, you know, somebody, uh, we've seen the bus driver incident where the, <laughs> the bus driver knocked somebody out. We've seen the incident where the Asian lady was on there, a black lady was harassing her and the Asian lady ended up knocking her out. Like you have to leave people alone cause you just don't know what people know or what people are going through. But I think in general, people just need to be a little bit more kinder. The world would be a better place if people were just a little bit nicer. You don't always have to get the last word. You don't always have to be right. You know, it's okay for someone to have a difference of opinion from you and you still be able to move forward with whatever conversation. Um, Just because you don't agree with the masses doesn't make you wrong and doesn't make them right. Um, Just because you're loud about however you feel doesn't make you right in the same breath as well. So I think as a whole... Kids in school are freaking cruel. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. They're really, really cruel. And um, nobody wants to be the bully. Right. And nobody wants to be the person getting bullied. Mm-hmm. But it happens every day. And there's some people I think that bully just because they don't want to be the person bullied. So they just jump on the bandwagon with everybody else. And really mm-hmm. it comes down to teaching your kids leadership. Be a leader, not a follower. Don't go out here doing other things that people... You know, that I didn't teach you or raise you to be. And I used to stick up for people that got bullied because I just thought it was ridiculous. To me, you look super stupid, super whack, picking on somebody that doesn't want no smoke, don't want no static with you. Leave people alone. Right. It's not that serious. You know, just because they're different from you doesn't make how you are right and how they are wrong. You know, you could be amongst greatness and you don't even know it you know and there's a lot of people that are out there that are probably celebrities now that were nerds when they were in school and people had no idea i remember when they were talking about the artist miguel he grew up up out here in the bay area and when he became famous most of the people from his high school didn't even know he had the voice that he had they had no clue they were completely shocked that he had all this talent and that's what goes to happen people someone's different from you and instead of getting to know what makes them tick and what makes them different people are so quick to judge someone and make fun of them because they're not like you and people need to be a little bit more nicer a little bit more understanding a little bit more open 
to people being different from you. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be who you are. That's why you have a lot of people out here fronting and thinking they have to be this, that, or the other because that's the only way people are going to like them. Right. No, be you because who you are is, is unique. There's nobody out in the world that's just like you. So be who you are and be proud of who you are. And, and, and I think self-confidence comes into a lot of that. Like everybody is, especially when it gets to high school, it's about looks, what you have, what you don't have. And I think that's stupid. I think people that bully other people, it's a self-confidence issue within yourself. I, I firmly believe that because oh, why are you picking yeah. on someone else? Of course. That seems to be the case. You know, high school is a real petty place. <laughs> it is. It's, we're pretty buried. <laughs> more people need to have a better sense of integrity. Yeah, they do. And I think that that's being taught. That needs to be taught at home. And then I think the teachers as well have a responsibility to check that when it's in the classroom and you see it's going on, they don't do. turn a blind eye right. to it. Check it right then and there because so they can be embarrassed in front of everybody about the actions that they're taking. If, if people were more diligent about checking people when they're doing things wrong, we would be in a better place and then having more empathy and sympathy. But the one thing I will say is a lot of times when you meet, when you see who's bullying who, and then you meet the bully's parents, you understand why that kid's a bully because their parents yeah. tell it all. <laughs> right. Very true. And a lot of parents let their kids run the household. And the same for these classrooms. These kids don't have any fear these days and think that they could do whatever and say whatever. It's like they're in charge. Right. It should not be the case. And then if you're a teacher or whatever and you check a kid, then now you have to deal with the ignorant parent coming up to your class and telling you not to talk to your kid a certain way. Well, teach your kids some damn manners and how to talk to adults and how to move about society. And we wouldn't have these problems. I shouldn't be doing your job. Right. I think... Um, and speaking of that, I think more parents <laughs> and teachers need to come together and create more programs for things like that because it just seems to be an issue from the household <laughs> to the classroom. You either are getting the proper training and skills you need in the classroom and you're not, it's, it's, it's either lacking in one place or the other. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, people need to be dialed into what their kids are doing. These young parents need to really think about when you have a child the responsibility that comes with having a kid you have to nurture this child all the way in past the time that they're 18 pretty much until you live until the rules reverse and the kid is taking care of you as a parent but it's it's a big job to be a parent it's an honor to be a parent and if god blesses you with the gift of being a parent please take that serious right. take that serious you're molding in the next young mind for the next generation of people that are coming on this earth, you need, you have to realize how important your role is in society of who you're building to go forth in this country. You know, and I don't think people really think about that. Like you're building a, a whole human being, your, your standards, your morals, everything, what you think about education, what you think about authority, all of those things. And so I think if people start thinking about that as a whole, like, you know, I'm responsible for how this human being moves about life as they become an adult, I think people would, you know, people would be better off. Children would be better off. Well, hey, I'm going to sip some wine to that. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, speaking of children and students in the classroom, something that has been heavily in the media and has been a big topic of conversation is, uh, you know, should teachers be allowed to have guns? You know, that is... That that's a hard one for me. Um, I err on the side of absolutely not. Um, and the reason why I say that is because I have a lot of reservations about 
teachers having guns in school with 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 kids um especially being a woman of color and having nieces and nephews of color in school my first question is what's considered a threat right if a kid gets up and tells you to go fuck yourself does that mean you have the right to pull your gun and shoot them because you right. feel threatened? If the kid jumps up and said, I should slap the shit out of you, does that mean you should pull your gun and shoot them because they're talking to you disrespectfully and you feel threatened? So right. what 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 is considered a threat? Someone literally coming in there with a gun or a knife or something to, that's going to seriously harm you themselves or the other children around you, then that's a threat? Because when because that just leaves too much open open for debate when it comes to What's a threat and what's not a threat? You're leaving that open to human error. So that, to me, I that leads me to the next thing. Does that give this carte blanche to be able to kill unarmed black children? We've heard about black young black kids getting hemmed up by the police and arrested because of them kicking or doing something a child would do to a teacher and the teacher not being able to handle it and the kids getting arrested and putting in handcuffs and they're five, seven years old. So you think a teacher in that situation is not going to pull a gun and shoot a five or seven year old because they feel threatened? You have some interesting points there. Um, it's funny, you know, working in the classroom environment, you know, I've dealt with some very challenging students, but that doesn't mean I would ever, <laughs> you know, have the urge to pull out a gun on these students. But, you know, I kind of felt the same way about you in regards to, you know, allowing teachers to have guns in the classroom or not before I took a certain course and I took a debate course back in the day in school and I had the same views as you did and they were heavy views, but I kind of was encouraged to look at things from a different perspective because I had to argue for teachers having guns in the classroom. And let me tell you, like it was tough to have to argue for it, but I had to do like a lot of research and see, you know, how this would be beneficial in the classroom So I can definitely tell you the pros and cons um, for this topic. So first off, it's frightening to have to have to um, it's frightening that it has come down to this conversation. But this is not the first time this conversation has come up about teachers being able to have guns in the classroom. You know, I'm sure we all remember the Sandy Hook shooting. And in some states, it's actually already allowed. You know, some teachers actually do have guns in the classroom And it's scary because some teachers aren't mentally there. You know, how many cases have we heard about teachers abusing and having sexual relations with students? And then you add guns to the occasion to the occasion. And it could very much be dangerous. Now, when I argue this case, there were some solid points. And the again, an example is the Sandy Hook shooting. So what a lot of people were saying was it took too long for first responders to arrive. So what do you do in a situation like that where, okay, you've called first responders, you let them know that there is a suspect in the classroom and he has a gun and he's shooting multiple victims and you have to sit there and wait. Teachers have to sit there and what, take the bullets for their students, um, you know, and then that poses the question for campus security. There's not enough security. There's not enough, you know, patrol officers to patrol the campus so that's scary so if teachers are permitted a gun first off it cannot be easily accessible for a student to find it has to be locked away in a safe just like people who were to uh, were to keep guns you know in their homes each teacher 
who wishes to have a gun must take a safety course and get psychological testing and you know they just can't just have the gun all willy-nilly out in the classroom so there are some regulations that go into this and what I understood most about this was okay feeling like I you know called 911 I'm waiting for a first responder to come and they're not here and by the time they get here it's too late several students have died several teachers have died so in this instance teachers feel like they don't have a choice but to be the first responders in this particular case and I get that I I, I can understand that from that perspective but I think that we run into a situation where you're you're relying on human error to make mm-hmm. certain decisions and I don't feel like we should be put our teachers should not be having to think about using deadly force against the student. That's not what they signed up for. And that's not what they went to college for and got a degree in to come to school to teach students and also think about protecting these students when it comes to actually shooting. I mean, you have to you have to really pay attention to what we're asking teachers to do. In a situation that gets out of control, you're basically asking them to take a life. That changes your life for the rest of your life. If you take someone else's life, whether they deserved it or not, can you think about being an everyday civilian and being put in a situation where you have to take someone else's life? It's your life or and all the students or their life. So in the situation, you may feel like I'm very justified on taking this person's life. And you can say that sitting here not being in danger. But once the calm has cooled, what happens then? How do you, are we getting these teachers counseling when this happens? Because if they're going to be out there bearing arms, they're going to have to end up shooting a student, maybe a student they've even taught. That's going to change the game for some people. We're not, and we were just talking about mental illness in the segment before. We can induce some mental illness on people with putting them in a situation where they're having to take someone else's life. I mean, yes, you're also looking on the flip side of that, paying devil's advocate of, well, I'm also saving lives at that point too. But then you have to look at people that are in the military that go across seas, defend their country, and they come back with PTSD and they're never the same. Do you think these teachers are going to be the same after they've taken a child's life that they maybe have taught or saw grow up or whatever the case may be? Or or even children seeing their teacher take another person's life. That's that's an interesting, and I think that's a heavy cross to bear, and I think that's a heavy cross to ask teachers to bear. I, I We're on the more of the side of having security or certain personnel that's responsible for bearing arms on school campuses like police or security guards or something like that that are constantly roaming and walking the hallways making sure that these children in these classrooms are safe um i don't know if i want my kindergartner in a classroom with guns i just i don't know if i would feel comfortable with that sending my child to school knowing this teacher has an access to the gun because at some level you're going to have to have access to this gun quickly because it's used to protect you and these children. You're not going to have time to double down and think unless you hear the shooting going on down the hall and then you take action. I don't, I don't know how that works. And how do you train for that? How do you train for a school shooter and teachers taking things into their own hands? What if happens if they miss and they shoot another, another student that wasn't part of the shoot? Like there's just so many different variables that I'm thinking about that I'm like this could go really really wrong right things could go very very left and you use the word action 
And my thing is for the country to take more action, but the problem is they don't take action. That's why we are having this conversation today because the country has not taken enough action. And you've, you've put in teachers, you have put teachers in this position and you know, it's, it's really scary. You know, um, if something were like, if something like this were to happen again, do you expect teachers to just take bullets though? Educators are not soldiers and no, they have not signed, they, they've signed up to educate the youth and the future, but um, we won't have any if you can't, if they can't protect themselves or if we can't protect our educators and guarantee that students are going to feel safe in school. Teachers are going to feel safe in schools. We've had enough shootings, school shootings at that for the country to come together and be like, you know what, this is a problem. This cannot continue to happen. We cannot have another school shooting because it's like people are opposed to this. But then it's like, well, damn, there goes 20 more kids down, 50 more kids down. Like how many more are just going to keep going down for the country to be like, you know what? This is an issue. It's almost like they don't give a fuck, like they don't care. And now, like I said, certain states have already, you know, allowed this. There are some teachers who already have guns in their classrooms and, you know, if they were to allow other states, you know, other teachers and other states to have guns, what would the solution be? You know, are we going to have to install cameras in every classroom and someone has to monitor those classrooms to ensure that teachers are not abusing their privileges? Like, what's going to happen? You know, it's scary because it kind of feels like the country thinks that these school shootings are a joke. But, you know, what it really comes down to is these politicians and these special interest mm-hmm. groups paying into these politicians and in their back pocket and what they're voting for. I mean, I remember on CNN, they had one of those town hall meetings where they had the governor of Florida and Mark Rubio there asking them questions about what they were going to do. I mean, these kids came from the school that had the shooting and they were there to ask these politicians who are supposed to be working for the people what they were going to do about gun regulations and you had Mark Rubio in not so many words basically tell him because the NRA backs my campaigns, I'm sorry, I can't get them to do what you want them to do. And then you just start to realize that these politicians don't work for us. They work for these special mm-hmm. interest groups, these big corporations, the NRAs, the Walmarts, the, you know, all these huge corporations that the prison system, they, that's who they work for. They don't work for us. They don't think about right. what we think it's just the right thing. We're the ones living out here every day. And and then that just goes to my next question. Are we taking our right to bear arms too literally? I feel like, yes, people should have the right to bear arms. You should have the right to own a gun. But do you need to own a gun that's for a, a time of war? Right. Do you need an AK-47? Do you need an assault rifle? Do you need um, a hundred round clip? Do you really need that to protect your home and to go hunting? I don't think you need that for that. Right. You know, and so, you know, when, when is enough enough? When is it, you know, you know, you can, yes, you have the right to bear arms, but it doesn't say you can walk down the street with a goddamn bazooka either. Right. So, you know, when, when, when is enough enough? When are we going to say, okay, yes, we don't want to take away people's second amendment right, but it only makes sense to take away people's right to bear an assault rifle because at this point there's no need for those things to be made unless we are in a time of war and everybody's got to protect the homeland of America. <laughs> Until then, I think we can, we're can okay with just being able to own handguns and not being able to own assault rifles. Right. Leave that with the military and the police. 
well man i had to let some more wine go down you know that's some heavy stuff you guys um definitely we would like you guys to comment you know hit us up email us and tweet us and weigh in on this topic because this is a very controversial topic and uh, we want to hear your guys's opinions now we are going to take a short recess but we will be back at you in a few also i want to let you guys know in between some of our segments you're going to start listening and hearing some new music um every once in a while we'll come across some new music that we think is really cool and we kind of want to introduce to you so we'll play a song or two off of the album um in between this segment and the next segment you guys are going to be listening to a little bit of snoop dogg's gospel album that came out last week um, I know it's really funny to hear Snoop Dogg and gospel album in the same sentence, but I listen to it cause I'm a really big, uh, huge Snoop Dogg fan and it actually is a great album. So, um, on our way out, we're going to, um, play one of the songs off of his new gospel album. Oh, wow. Did he top Kirk Franklin with, uh, stump? Uh-oh. Stump. <laughs> That's funny, but you guys, we will be back. So don't you go anywhere. Don't you do anything. Cause we'll be back with more juicy content for you. One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two. Peace signs. Can you put them up? One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one time. Can you put them up? One, two, one, two, one, two. If you hear it on the radio, turn it up. Don't front sunshine, feel it real good It's just another, just another day that the Lord has It was no witness of my own, it was you and you alone You deserve all the glory Peace signs in the sky if you feel good once a time when a storm came in my life Didn't know which way to turn to the left or right Out the corner of my eyes saw a little light Flickering like a flame in the darkest night It's almost morning Just let the sun Sun shine in Sun shining One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two Peace signs, can you put them up? Can you put them up again? One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one time Sunshine feeling real good A lot of people do me wrong But I wanna do the right thing Right Sit back with my pedal on the metal And I'm cruising on the highway Why you passing out blessings on your people Lord, oh, shoot a blessing my way And my good days Outweigh my bad days And I won't complain You knew from the beginning Sometimes you might feel alone But don't look now, it's almost morning Just let the sun shine in The sun shine in Sunshine One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two Peace signs, can you put them up? One, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, one time, can you put them up? One, two, one, two, one, two, if you hear it on the radio, turn it up. Don't front sunshine, feeling real good. You bring the sun out.
back after that short recess we hope you enjoyed that snoop um you know that song sunshine off his new gospel album you know i didn't know what to love right i didn't know what to expect you know with snoop doing the whole crossover thing um into the gospel industry but you know i liked it it was smooth the one two one two peace signs can you put them up okay i was feeling it he did his thing yeah, um, I was really surprised by uh, Snoop's gospel album, The Book of Love. Um, it came out, I believe, last week. It's a really, really good album for a gospel rap album crossover. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty good. And that Sunshine song is one of my favorites. Yeah, Snoop D O G. You know, I'm so used to the with so much drama in the LBC. I'm, I'm used to that Snoop, but you know, I enjoyed it. I was really shocked and I was really surprised, but it is a really smooth, good album. I was I listened to Sunshine like five times on my way to work this morning. It's real smooth. Yeah, you guys should definitely check out uh, Snoop's gospel album. It's called The Book of Love. It's a really good album. You guys should definitely check it out. And we'll be doing more things like that throughout the show where we'll drop some music, some new music here and there. And let you guys know um, the artist and the name of the album. It might not always be someone's mainstream like Snoop. It may be somebody that's completely underground that no one's really has discovered yet. Um, or it may be somebody that's one of your most popular artists that you guys really, really love. But we'll be covering music throughout the podcast. Now, <laughs> things are going to get a little crazy here, La because our transitions are absolutely wild. I mean, they're outrageous. But um, the next topic that we're going to talk about is this whole um sloppy toppy you know a man teaching his lady how to give proper sloppy toppy aka head you know is that suspect or you know is that normal fellatio so now dude was talking about how his woman (laughs) didn't know how to give head and that it wasn't satisfying for him (laughs) y'all gonna have to excuse me (laughs) Where was this at? Where was this at? On Twitter. Yeah. Oh, okay. On Twitter. So, dude um, was talking about how his woman didn't know how to give head and that it wasn't satisfying for him. So, he stated the moment he taught his girl to give correct head, her sloppy toppy game has been immaculate. It's been on point. She was doing the damn thing. 
Now, what made this tweet so funny was another Twitter user responded and says, who taught who taught you? He was like, who taught you how to do that? And so that's what had me weak the whole time. Cause pretty much he was implying that it's suspect for you to be saying you taught your woman how to give head. Like that doesn't make any sense. So what do you, what are your thoughts on this topic queen? Do you think it's suspect or no? I think it depends on the delivery. I think it totally depends on the delivery. Like if he's, giving you a play-by-play and telling you what to do with your tongue and your mouth and all of that, like, then it's a little suspect, yes. But if it's, on the other hand, if it's like, you know, hey, babe, I want you to watch these videos because this girl gives head in a way that I really, really like. Okay, that's informative. You're telling me what you like or or you just telling me what you like. That's one thing, but it, it's the delivery. I think the delivery makes all the difference. If you're giving a chick a play-by-play, and that's very, very graphic. I think she's going to think, what, WTF? How do you know this? I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. These transitions are wild. But um, I have some theories on this whole sloppy toppy thing. So my first theory was, okay, well, if you're thinking it's suspect, you're obviously thinking it's, it's suspect because maybe dude had a previous experience with a man who gave him head or maybe he was the one, you know, conducting the head. And so he was either receiving it or giving the head. And so that's how maybe he knew how to teach his woman um, how to give proper head. Now, my next theory is maybe old boy has a playbook. Maybe he has a drawing board and, you know, he's talking her through the motions, you know, the X and O's of proper head, you know, a whole offensive and defensive scheme in the bedroom telling her what's good telling her what moves to make now well see then that makes me go is are we talking about virgins or are we talking about women that just don't have never done giving head and need right. giving head or they're giving head but they've been doing it wrong and no one's had the heart to tell them that they were doing it like i don't i don't know right i feel like that's suspect if you're breaking out freaking play by plays then are you then is she a virgin and you're just trying to make sure she learns the right way the first time right or like i don't know and then i also think because it's funny you said well damn is she a virgin mary because you know maybe his previous woman gave him some good head and everything else in the relationship just didn't work out. Every other aspect of the relationship wasn't there, but her head game was on point, but they call it a quits. And so he's with this new woman. He's like, you know what? I really like her. Everything's going well, but it's just one thing lacking. And it's this head in the bedroom. It's just horrible. It's just tragic. So he, maybe he's referring back to his ex-girlfriend who knew how to give good, good head. Maybe that's a possibility. Or maybe he's watched some shit on porn and he told his boo, you know what, boo? You need to pull up these YouTube tutorials. I need you to study. <laughs> and then I need you to bring this back into the bedroom and show me how it's done. Okay, well then. But then, see, I feel like this is a lot of <laughs> a lot of extra attention to only one aspect of sex. So is that a deal breaker? If she can't right. give you head the way that you want it, like everything is great, but she can't give you head. Like you just gave it that scenario. Like mm-hmm. she's great at everything, but mm-hmm. her head game is whack. So does that mean you're like, I can't fuck with this bitch because she can't suck my dick? Or is it, 
Um, that's just something I'm going to have to live without because I'm with a girl that got all her shit together. She's a bad bitch, you know, whatever. Like, has have dudes left a chick all because she couldn't give head? I think some have. I've heard some men say that that's crazy. It's, a deal, it's a deal. I've heard some men say that it's a deal breaker if they're not getting head. And some men, I think, jumped the gun a little bit too much. I've been in instances where the man thought he should get head, you know, right off the bat. And I'm like, well, hold up, Negro. I don't know how you're expecting to get head right off the bat. What have you done to even earn that? <laughs> well, see, and that's it. And that, see, well, see, I think that's, that's a thing, too, because... Is that, is that something that you have to earn? Because some people feel like they'd rather give head than have sex with someone. So there's some people out there that are willing to have sex with someone before they're willing to give head to someone. And there's people that are flip-flop. So is it a is it a, a something that you can earn over time? Or is it something that you're <laughs> like, no, I'll do this, but I'm not letting you fuck me? Right, because I've heard some men also say, why do women always feel like the man has to earn it? And, you know, we just dig right in with no hesitation at all but at the same time if you're claiming i'm such a good person and you're trying to get to know me based off the simple fact of my personality and you know what we have in common then you need to put sex on the back burner until we establish a better rapport you can't be you can't one minute be like you know what i don't want to rush into into things but then you're like but damn can i get some head nah it doesn't work that way well, yeah, I mean, I don't think that I, I, I agree with both ways. I don't think that it should be something that's uh, an award and a prize, something that you earn over time unless it's involved with sex completely. Like if you're already at the point where you're having sex, I feel like head is a part of having sex, period. You can't be giving up your pussy, but you're not willing to suck no dick. Like, how does that even work? I mean, I'd rather you tell me, yeah, I'm sucking dick, but I'm not I'm not giving my pussy away. Okay, then that makes fucking sense. But you're fucking this dude, but you're not willing to suck his... You're willing to let him into your body, but you're not willing to suck his dick. How fucking backwards is that? Like, if you really think about it, that shit's backwards. Right. Because so, there are some <coughs> there are some women who are like, you know what? No, I'm saving myself for the right men. But they've already have given head. And so, right. like, I mean, are you, you really even a virgin? Girls. Well, those girls are called the anything but girls. Um, I will give you anything, including my asshole, but you cannot enter my vagina. I mean, it's like that. There's girls that really believe that. Like, I'm still a virgin. I'm not giving my vagina away until I beat my husband, but I'll give you head and you can do me up the butt. And yeah, we're good. We're solid. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but I think it's funny if that's a complete deal breaker. Like, I can see it being a deal breaker if the woman is not even willing to do it at all. Then I can see a dude being like, no, like, that's important to me. Like, as far as being sexually well-rounded, I don't want to be doing the same shit all the time. And I shouldn't have to beg the girl that I'm with to give me head. Like, I feel like what you won't do, another bitch will do. So I can see that being a deal breaker along the line. Like, eventually, you're going to have to get to a point where you're sucking some dick, bitch. Like, (laughs) I'm sorry. That's just the way life is going to be. So, so I guess the question is, is giving good head a deal breaker? Like, if she's so bad, do you just be like, nah, I'm good. Hey, you don't even have to do that ever again We need y'all to really hit us up and tell us what you think about this. When we say hit us up and engage with us, please do, especially on this topic. We want to hear because I know you guys out there have tons of opinions about this. But yes, I think for some men, 
they're definitely like, you know what? This is a deal breaker. I can't do this. But what happens when a bitch just gives really, really good head, but then she just has nothing else to offer. And then you're with someone who is, you know, everything that you wanted and she's lacking. What do you have to say to that? I mean, what if it's a girl that has everything, but she just doesn't like giving head and maybe she doesn't like giving head because of gag reflexes. Like maybe she's like, I can't have anything in my mouth like that. Like I struggle with having brushing my tongue, brushing my teeth in the morning. I can't have a dick in my mouth. Like, you know what I mean? Like it may be that real for her. I mean, there's sprays and stuff out there that I can numb look, your that, throat that, and all of that. But look, that's look, that toothbrush shit is real. <laughs> I don't give a <laughs> I'm just saying. The struggle is real with the toothbrush. That's so how am I going to put a whole real. penis that in my mouth? That shit is no fucking joke. Get the fuck out of here. And they have spray for that shit? Like, already yeah, have a, have a I already spray. have a sensitive throat. I don't want to fucking, fucking die choking on some fucking spray and shit. They have some spray. Gag it up like- while you're giving he- in the act of giving head. Oh, Lord. Well, you know, it's like a spray. You remember that, like, um, that spray that you could spray in the back of your throat when you had a sore throat when you were a kid? I forget <laughs> what the stuff is called, but it's the same concept. You spray that shit in the back of your throat, it numbs everything, it and it numbs your throat, and you're supposed to be able to relax your gag reflex so that you can give better head. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look it up. I swear on Jesus that they have it out there. So if your girl is talking about, uh, you know, my gag reflexes are bad, I can't, I can't, do you go get that spray? Do you find other things to help her make it easier for her? Or do you feel like girls use that as an excuse? Like, (laughs) no, my gag reflexes are bad. I can't fuck with that. Like, (laughs) I think a lot of girls don't want to fuck with that damn spray and would say exactly what you just said. Nah, I'm not dealing with that. This motherfucker over here like, look, I'm trying to find some options for you. This has to be done. I mean, there are other options other than the spray. I mean, you could play around a little bit, get creative, honey, I don't know, cool whip. You know, bitches out there doing all crazy stuff. What is what is the um lady's name? She you know, she came out with this viral video of her what is she sucking on that? Like, was it a grapefruit? Oh my God. <laughs> You got. I have to find that video for you guys so that we can tell you where to reference this video. Because if you need oh, help out there, if you need help out there, ladies, like you should definitely look at her videos because she will, she will change your head. Game. Okay, so the name <laughs> of that spray is called Doctor Johnson's Good Head Deep Throat <laughs> Spray. That's it's supposed to relax the gag reflex. I'm just trying to help you out, ladies, and that it comes in flavors. The main flavor is mystical mint. I'm just saying. Okay, it's just like and they and they run like ten dollars a pop. It's like Miss Morning Sickness spray, basically. But it's called (laughs) Mister Johnson's. No, Doctor Johnson's Good Head Deep Throat Spray. And if you saw a girl's trip, that's where she referenced. That's where Tiffany Haddish referenced (laughs) that scene from. Exactly. So they comes in. So here are the flavors, ladies. Mystical mint, sexy cinnamon, sweet strawberry, (laughs) and wild cherry. Fellas, help your girls out if they're having gag reflex problems. Start there 
and work from there. But it's so funny. I kind of want to flip the script a little bit because we're talking about like the woman aspect of it. But what about like the man aspect of it? How, are there any women out there that like this motherfucker cannot give head? He does not know how to lick my pissy. Well, you know what, too? There's a lot of guys out there that want their dick sucked, but they don't eat pussy. Like, they're like, no, I don't do that. Well, nigga, you will never get your dick sucked again in life. Fucking with me like that, no. You cannot be a taker and not a giver. That's not how the world works. Houseway, if you can't handle this conversation. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, If you can't handle this conversation, y'all better X out now. I'm just saying, dog. How can you even be call yourself a man? Like to me, you're still a little boy. Little boys in high school are like, oh no, I don't need pussy. No, I'm that's so not gonna sorry. work for me. <laughs> that's not gonna work. Like grow up. That is too damn funny. But yes, there are some ways that you can make giving head more pleasurable in the bedroom. I think that people just need to realize that they need to stop being so damn selfish. That's what head. <laughs> I think that's what head is all about when it comes to men or women. Like, one, you have to be into it. You cannot be a selfish person. If you're not into it, then it's never going to be good. So there are girls out there that will give head the wrong way purposely because they don't want to do it. Hmm. Don't be that bitch. Well, Just say no. <laughs> like, the topic don't be that girl. Is dropping some gems. I wonder what I'm her freak saying. number is, y'all. That's the thing that we should have a conversation about one of these days. Is is that high on the freak number list if you like to give head? If like, yeah, I like to give like cuz I have a friend that's like I love to give head. And I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Yeah, you're in you're in control." And I'm like, "What do you mean you're in control?" She's like, "Yeah, you're on your knees, but you have them by the balls." I've so, heard somebody else say that too. Well, it all depends on how you're giving the head. Well, I mean, well, okay. Are we talking about? I'm not even gonna go there. I'm gonna leave that. I'm gonna give you that right along. I'm gonna go over here and look for this research. <laughs> but yeah, but, freak- I, but that's a good question though. Like, because I I feel like okay, giving head. Okay, that's average. How you go about it? Okay, what are you doing exactly? What are you implementing into giving that head? Then we could talk about freak numbers. What exactly are you doing to make it? more freakier because i feel like okay just sucking head just giving head or sucking dick okay that's average that's a c what can you do to make it better i mean well okay you can always look up the grapefruit technique (laughs) okay so can we break down these techniques detail by detail Um, we can break (laughs) them down i'm still trying to find this lady but i remember vividly the grapefruit technique and the goddamn um what was it the whipped cream the whipped cream like, is like it's like a volcano she just like went down and just burst out of her mouth she taught like a couple people on screen how to do it and people are just like wow and then you have the honey and what you do with the honey is like you twirl it around the dick and then the you shaft of the penis mm-hmm. the honey the honey technique was interesting a sticky situation <laughs> it was, it was yeah, interesting to say the least like yep very sticky icky icky <laughs> yes so okay so supposedly with the whole grapefruit method is the grapefruit feels like supposedly the inside of a vagina so you're supposed to take a grapefruit cut both ends of the grapefruit 
down the center on both sides of the grapefruit and then cut a, a hole in the middle of the grapefruit big enough for a, his penis to fit through the grapefruit. And he's supposed to be blindfolded, now, right? Yeah, right. So when she explains this technique, she's like, you want to start off by giving your man head. And, and then when you're doing this, he's blindfolded when you're giving him head. So he doesn't know what's coming. So literally and figuratively. So <laughs> so you start off by giving your man head. And somehow in the conversion of you giving your man head, you're supposed to take this grapefruit that you've already prepared and slide it up and down the shaft of his penis as though you're giving him head. Now, like this lady said, this is the closest thing that you're going to get to that's a fruit or edible that feels like a woman's vagina. And supposedly, it's supposed to be mind-blowing for a man. So that's another technique that you can use where you don't even have to give head the whole time. You give the illusion of that you're giving head. Blindfolds, people need to get into it. Yeah, that that's, that's real. But are you guys that freaky enough and willing to step outside of your comfort zone that's the real question i don't know and see when you say step out of your comfort zone what does that mean because if we go back to the original question here was if a man teaches his woman how to give head is that suspect okay what about the people that are sexually fluid i don't think meaning there's men that like to date both are there people, couples out there where they're okay with their man date? Well, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. <laughs> I don't think, well, yeah, you do. <laughs> you raise a really good question, but if we're just speaking in terms of like a straight man and a woman, it depends on how you are looking at the situation. You can't, some people just automatically think, oh, this motherfucker is suspect, but I don't necessarily think it's suspect, right? Cause you know what you like and you know what you want you know what feels good and if something doesn't feel right you're not just about to sit there and take it <laughs> are you well you sh- i mean yeah i would think that you'd be like no stop that doesn't feel good cut it out <laughs> or move to the left or you're going too fast or whatever like i would think that you would direct them in some kind of way and tell them what you like and don't like but i'm like i said in the beginning it's all about delivery it's all about how you bring it to her because if you if she thinks she's doing a good job and you come down like you don't know what the hell you're doing, like that's going to crush her ego and she's probably not even going to want to try. I think they're just about a delivery. You have to go about it the right way. Like you just have to. And I think there's more men out there that don't know how to give head than there are women that don't know how to give head, to be perfectly honest. Right, because they always try to men out there. make it, they always try to put it on the woman. Well, I think they feel like it's, from a woman, it's expected. Right. It's been like this thing that's expected. It hasn't become until the last couple of years where people are like open about going, you know, eating pussy and eating ass. Like now eating ass, is, I don't even want to get into that because I don't even understand that whole movement. <laughs> but now it's like free season on eating ass and pussy. Like everybody is freely willing to say, yes, I eat pussy and ass on the side too. Like ever since Janae, it's a whole movement. Ever since Janae said eat the booty like groceries everybody wanted to discover what eat the booty like groceries was like they wanted <laughs> they wanted to I mean, explore that jungle whatever floats <laughs> your boat but then i see like if you like your booty getting licked or your booty hole play with does that make you a, your freak number go higher and then what if it's a man that likes his booty hole play with <laughs> like are, are you gonna judge him yeah i'm about to fall out this conversation <laughs> i'm just saying like 
This could go so because no, and that's a valid question because sometimes during oral sex, some women like to stick their finger up your butthole. So, <laughs> when is it okay to do that during oral sex? Can can she just free free Willie just do it to you one day and you're just like, whoa, I've never, or would you knock her ass out for getting even getting close to your asshole? Well, I think that's a valid question for you because there's a lot of dudes out there that are so willing. To fucking stick their dick in your ass. I gotta drink but some if you water. Get anywhere close to theirs, they fucking fly up to the ceiling. Like, come on, dog. It can't. Be, it has to go both ways. Let me do you. You want me to do you? Do me. Let me do you. Y'all hear that water? I didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't you think that's valid? Well, I think that's valid. If there are any fellas out there. If they're, <laughs> I'm. Di- I. You don't think that's fair, Leah. I'm being serious. You don't think that's fair. Like if if booty holes are on the table, then everybody's booty hole needs to be on the table. Just, Not just mine. I'm just trying to wind it in. Now there. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back in. Okay. We could talk. Oh, we could talk about booty holes another day. <laughs> I'm just leaving it as a caveat. If booty holes are on the table, everybody's booty holes on the table. It's open season. I'm in real ass tears, y'all. <laughs> but yeah, fellas, now you know about the topic queen. What would <laughs> what would you do? What would you do if a motherfucker was like, yo, I need you to stick that finger up that booty hole? <laughs> No, see that's what I'm saying. Like it's a double standard. It's a double standard. Women are like, "Oh, you're a sexual prude if you don't like it up the butt." Well, like I'm saying, if my asshole is on the table, why can't yours be too? Nigga, you need to know what it feels like to have something stuck up your ass and feel like you have to take a shit. Like, let's do it. Let's go. Like, it should be open season. That's all I'm saying. If you want to do it to your girl, she should be able to at least do it to you one time so you know what she has to go through. Satisfy your punk ass. Y'all, I'm just saying. Y'all like a little finger action? Let us know. <laughs> we want to hear y'all story. And we're just asking for a finger. We're not asking for a whole freaking <laughs> penis. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness, this conversation is so funny. Now let's talk about the pillow princes. What you got to say about that? Well, that was like what I was talking about earlier about being an unselfish lover. Like, there's a lot of people out there that like men that expect that head just comes with the territory of having sex, but yet they don't want to give it. Or you have guys that are not selfish at all and don't mind giving head or any of that. But the woman's like, mm, no, no thanks. That's what you call a pillow princess. Like they, the man has to do all the work or the other person has to do all the work. No. Sex is a team sport. <laughs> you cannot be lazy and hella selfish and just lay there. No, that's boring. Who wants to have sex with a lump on a log? Ew. <laughs> It's supposed to be fun. Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. Now, were there any other techniques that we were missing that we didn't talk about? Or did we lay them all out? Did we list them all? I don't know. Like, I really would like to find that girl seminar on YouTube. I want to attend one of her her seminars. (laughs) Like, I'm telling you. You guys need to go on YouTube and look up the grapefruit technique. 
If you type that into YouTube, into their search engine, I'm telling you, you are going to find this and you're going to be like mind blown and you need to try it. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, we're going to drop that link after the show. We'll actually put that link um, on our SoundCloud and YouTube accounts and you guys could go ahead and go ahead and check that out. See what it's all about. We'll definitely incorporate that link after the show. Yes. Look it up, ladies. I'm telling you. And if you click on that one, it'll go through all of her different techniques. The honey technique, the whipped cream, hurricane technique. That <laughs> shit was crazy. The whipped cream where she, like, fills her mouth up with whipped... Yeah, I don't even know. Look it up. I'm telling you guys. Look it up. You guys are going to be freaking amazed at what she does. And then try it and let us know how it goes. That is so funny, man. This 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 conversation I, we definitely can um have more conversations about this topic i want more people to actually reach out to us and join us on the conversation because i know you guys that have some odd stories out there about horrible head and about finger holes and booty and that type of shit because <laughs> i'm pretty sure there's a lot of women out there that have horrible head stories like their clit almost got ripped off or something crazy. Like I'm telling you, there's men do not a lot of there's a lot of men out there that do not know what the hell they're doing down there. And the non the biting at people's clit, like you got to stop watching pornos and thinking that's the way to go. This is not fucking sushi. It isn't. I'm so and just like you don't like teeth on your shit, we don't like teeth on our shit neither. Just FYI. Oh my goodness, I cannot. That is. Crazy. Yeah, so if you guys I'm not about to be chewing on my sh- watch girls trip, you should know a little bit about that grapefruit method. Mm, you're not about to be chewing on my shit like it's ground beef. No. <laughs> beef jerky. No, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> I can't even imagine that. Yeah. You show up to the emergency room. Yeah. My man was giving me head and like he just took a big chunk like motherfucker what? He ripped my clit off and (laughs) spit it out like it was tobacco. I'm done. Yeah. No. (laughs) That can't happen. Like that's never happened to me but I've had girlfriends tell me horror stories like that and I'm like I would have slapped him upside his head. Like how you leave sex and your clit is bleeding because this dude's been gnawing on it. Like what? (laughs) No. I'm sorry. I've heard, okay, so one day I was scrolling on Snapchat and I've heard stories, just crazy sex stories about just fingering somebody. Like, there's this one story, like, y'all, y'all motherfuckers, I don't know what the hell y'all doing. Because this is some weird shit. But it, I heard a story where the guy had ate something or whatever with hot sauce and he fingered his girl and then her vagina was on fire. After fingering her wings. So, so you're being to tell me this motherfucker was eating like hot wings or hot yes. chips. Barely fucking washed his hands. See, he's a dirty, nasty motherfucker. And then fingered his girl with the nasty ass hands. Was, that bitch is nasty too with not telling that motherfucker to go wash his hands before he started playing with our pussy. Like, ew. Ew. <laughs> Who are these people? I'm telling That's you. That's you telling too much of your business online if you know. Because now I'm thinking you're unclean. Because you should never, your girl should never been in a position where her pussy is on fire because you ate hot chips <laughs> two hours you ago. You had those hot Cheetos and uh, cream cheese hands. Yeah. <laughs> you must. 
motherfuckers know exactly what I'm talking about. Who used to mix that um, ensemble back in the day with the hot Cheetos and the cream cheese. That is fucking disgusting. <laughs> I Those are the type of hands. That sounds like some food some high people would eat. That fucking sounds disgusting. Oh my gosh, that is... That That is is too much. much. So we like totally got completely (laughs) away from the original question. But see where head can lead you? Head is foreplay. It can lead you to all these wonderful destinations. Look how many places we went just off of Sloppy Toppy. It's great. Let me just read y'all some shit. So... This one. He wanted me to slap his balls. I dated a dude for a while who really, who was really into getting slapped in the balls like he loved it. <laughs> she said I was happy, but it was strange because it was against all my instincts and my entire sex life up until that point, which had taught me not to smack people in the nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that makes me have a visual. What do you mean smack his balls? Like... <laughs> Are you slapping the shit out of him? Are you smacking him from underneath? <laughs> That's what I just imagine somebody getting smacked. Like, are you sucking the dick and slapping the balls at the same time? That's what I was about to say. I was just like, are you just slapping the... So, and then if he's white, his balls are probably hella red after that. Like, how are you just... Smacking the shit out of somebody's balls, like that's fucking crazy. See, that's like that's like off the Richter scale. I feel like freak number. Like, no, that's not normal, dog. Like any other dude's gonna tell you, slap the shit out of my balls, bitch. I'm slapping the shit out of you. And this dude, like, how is she supposed to have another sexual partner after that? She's gonna end up accidentally slapping the shit out of his balls. He's gonna slap the shit out of her. The dick gonna go come back and slap her. <laughs> like that shit they like getting hit in the face with dick though <laughs> oh my god that that's i funny. just imagine somebody getting fucking molly like molly whopping the fucking dick i can <laughs> and on that <laughs> and on that note we're gonna wrap up this crazy ass lobby toppy segment we got kind of wild here with the sex talk but before we get out of here topic queen has some things she would like to tell y'all So for next week's show, we are going to be talking about when is it okay to say no to your spouse for sex? Or is it okay to say no to your spouse when it comes to sex? We also are going to cover the Black Panther movie. Hopefully by now everybody's gotten a chance to see that at least twice. Um, We also are going to cover shooting your shot. Is it easier for men or is it easier for women? So basically, is it easier for men to get women's numbers or is it easier for a woman to get a man's number? We also are going to bring back the Cat and Off segment. A lot of people have been asked about that segment. So next uh, episode, the Cat and Off segment will be back. And we also will have two special guests for next episode. So hopefully you guys will tune in for that. Yes. And make sure you're following us on our accounts. You can hit me up at peep the one and only the topic queen D-A-T-O-P-I-C Q-U-E-E-N on Twitter as well. And then our joint Twitter accounts, which is We Peeped It First. And you can also hit us up on our email, which is We Peeped It First at gmail.com. And also you can find us on YouTube and SoundCloud. Type in Lee Peeped It with the Topic Queen in the search engine and we'll pop right up. Is that about it, Topic Queen? I think we've covered everything for this episode. Yes, this is your girl, Legit, with her legitimate perspective, signing off. 
Two opinions, too many topics, one crown. I am the Topic Queen, signing off until next week. Yes, it's been fun, and we are outro. Peace. Don't ever, ever forget, we peeped it first. Yo, I knocked the meat out your pita, cracked them gates up in Rita, or should I say jail? J-Pay, Corelinks, and music by mail. I started with nothing, ended up with a lot. All my life I've been hustling and clutching choppers and glocks. Man, I get it to pop whenever I'm on the block. Never know who will score when you feed them the rock. Six in the morning, dreads at my spot. Ball on the floor, team ready to drop. Run with scotch, I roll one up. Enough in my blunt to levitate like monks. Big boss status ain't made for runs. Exotics online that'll wake shit up. Hey, yeah, wake, wake shit up. Hey, on my mama, I can't make shit up. Hey, if I ain't a real boy, what you call it? I don't think you want no punch. Wake, wake shit up. Hey, on my mama, I can't make shit up. Hey, if I ain't a real boy, what you call it? Got a feeler and a heater when I'm off in it When I'm it, I'ma need about a soft minute We can chop it over lunch, maybe talk spinach Got a plot that we can rock and we walk with it Get a bag, run it up, then we run it back Get a pack to the yak, watch how they act It's a wrap when it's wrapped and it's all attack If I ain't a real boy, what you call that? Having at it, getting to it I'm on this juice, saying color is transmission fluid Two units on my collarbone But the screen cracked on my iPhone And uh, these niggas dealing with their hormones They acting like bitches, they need some tampons I'm having my riches, I'm sitting on a few tickets And I lay a nigga out like a napkin Hey, yeah, wake, wake, shut up Hey, on my mama, I can't make shit up Hey, if I ain't a real boy, what you call it? I don't think you want no problems Wake, wake, shut up Mama, I can't make shit up, ayy If I ain't a real boy, what you call it? I don't think you want no first Everything Gucci in another week Just put the stash in the 7-3 Me and Lil' Bro, we don't even speak Block me on the gram, I ain't even peep All I ever had was a bunch of love Pop anybody trying to fuck with cuz It is what it is, was what it was Truth really is, we don't give a Rose fuck. Rose called she rooms on my Chevy, the pipe wet, wet. Bought a studio with my sound exchange sound set. Exchange, I'm yeah. a movie hoe, you can find me on the set. set. Slapping dominoes, shooting dice, talking shit. Excruciating throb in the trunk of the mob. Mama used to tell me to get me a job. I used to tell my mama, don't you worry, Saha. One day my pocket's gonna be as fat as the block. Hey, yeah, wake, wake, shut up. Hey, on my mama, I can't make shit up. Hey. If I ain't a real boy, what you call it? I don't think you want no problems. Wake, wake, shut up, ayy. On my mama, I can't make shit up, ayy. If I ain't a real boy, what you call it?
It's more than a word. It's an underlying principle of success and humanity. In the U.S. Army, respect is one of our foundation values. It's the reason we can overcome every obstacle and defeat every foe. So if you're interested in joining a team where respect is earned every day, consider joining our team. And now in addition to earning respect, you may qualify to earn up to $40,000 in bonuses. To find out more, go to goarmy.com forward slash bonus or call 1-800-USA-ARMY. Paid for by the U.S. Army.